Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. The checkered flag ends the race, but it's only the start of the conversation. Michelin post-race tag on imsaradio.com. Have your say. Ask the experts. Make your point. Michelin post-race tag. The end of the race is only the beginning. It's uh, Sheer Adam and John Heindorf for Post Race Tech uh, here from uh, the FCP Euro Northeast Grand Prix presented by Liquid Money. Jeremy Shaw already moving on to another race. Uh, let's have your submissions, please. Sheer is out in the usual media scrum that is the area behind the podium at Lime Rock Park so we'll just leave Shea faded up all the time and get to her in a few moments time a double victory for Heart of Racing absolutely extraordinary right Shea where are you at the moment it, before we get to some uh, to some I, questions from the fans I'm in the tech area John and I'm looking at these Porsches because the right front fender on the FAF car was the, the first one where it made a bid for freedom. Then it happened on the 92. But guess what? It happened on the 77 as well. So the as three well. Porsches yeah. that are in tech for finishing on the podium, all three of them have broken right front fender latches. It's very strange. So uh, clearly that's something that Porsche needs to um, fix rather quickly, which news is they do as a manufacturer when they find a flaw they do fix that but yeah i was a little bit surprised because i didn't see it flapping on the bright yellow car and you'd think that would be the one that would stick out on the most but it is very clearly a bolt and nut that is no longer present where it used to be uh blaine steen at imsa radio hashtag michelin prt credit to mike skeen an amazing pull uh, and handing off the car at the front of the race after a very long stink mike is a competitor with a capital C share, isn't he? Oh, he's mega, and what a job here at Lime Rock Park. I mean, to come out first pole position, handily led throughout his first stint uh, when he didn't always have the lead because at one point I think uh, came in and made a pit stop still drove back through the field super impressive lap times I mean Mike Skeen is one of the most underrated silver drivers in my opinion and he proved it once again here today. Uh, we heard about it in the interview share um, with the guys from Heart of Racing. They've had such a great, what, couple of years or so, but their results haven't really been coming. Their results haven't been coming their way uh, this season so far. Um, it doesn't always work like this, but this could be the monkey off their back. They can realise that they can still win again. Well, absolutely. And, and it... Is it too late in the season for them? Yeah. I hate to say it, but yeah. Um, But for this team, the moral boost of winning races and looking into the upcoming season, 
the championship they can't get, but they can still finish top three in the championship. Uh, so it could be the, the turnaround for them. And more importantly, functioning on both cylinders, I'll put it, even though I know that it's all because of both cars. Uh, that made even more of an impressive day, not just for the 23, but the 27. Uh, you mentioned it earlier on in the broadcast about how much championships might be played playing into people's mindset. Uh, Lexus in yeah. second position. Uh, they didn't do anything silly. Second position in GTD Pro. Didn't do anything silly yeah. there. Um, not sure that any of those cars could have done any different. So ultimately it came down to track position, which is what we talked about in our Porsche Keys to the race. Yeah, and I think... Honestly, the tire wear was the, was the biggest surprise to everyone, as uh, we heard through all my interviews at the end of the race. All the people were surprised that the tires were holding up because nobody had run that long on them, so nobody knew what to expect. But it really was an incident of, I'm not going to risk it for the people that were at the front, because the 14 Lexus have a lead, but the 79 WeatherTech Mercedes was second in points, so the Corvette needed to outscore them, check. Uh, Faf needed to outscore them, check. And the 23, which didn't need to outscore them because they're way behind them in points, they massively outscored them. So in terms of everyone, not just the Lexus, it was a points day. Yeah, people who, I mean, if we're talking about people who uh, had good days and bad days, who were the winners and losers, well, clearly Hart are racing um, with the two victories whether or not that influences yeah. the championship as you said it's a great fill up for them and they'll be going to take more race victories that's what they'll be aiming for between now and the end of the season um, however for Lexus it was a good day for the pro car um, I thought Faf will think Faf will think that that's a good day uh, as well getting uh, getting on the podium and, and so will yeah. uh, Kelly Moss Racing another Porsche team with Riley that's their best result of the season it is. Uh, although they have finished third earlier in the year, they finished third at uh, WeatherTech Race Play Laguna Seca when they were overshadowed by their sister car winning the race, and third at the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring. So it's their third podium. And it seems that every time they put Julian Anlauer in this car, they just move up a little bit further. Uh, you mentioned the performances that we've seen today. So I'm going to start with Porsche, because as far as the GTD class is concerned, we have now had 19 starts from that uh, manufacturer two wins, but they have upped their podium total to five from three. So that is a significant bump for them. Aston Martin, though, remains undaunted in that category because GTD, we're not taking into account four starts, two wins, three podiums, all the top fives. That is super impressive from that manufacturer. This is kind of their track now. Uh, Corvette there or thereabouts in pro... Uh, as you say, not a great day for the WeatherTech car, the 79 car. In fact, probably pretty gruesome for them. Um, it was looking okay until they had that drive-through for the pit lane infringement when they left with pit lane equipment attached. That's always a big no-no. Uh, this is such a short track. They effectively, you know, they lost any chance at that. This is such a small track that they effectively uh, lost any chance. Uh, not a good day, I'm afraid, from one of your favourite teams either, for Paul Miller Racing. Um, not really sure. Oh. They had a penalty. They had the penalty as well, of course, at an inopportune time when they were coming out the pits. A little bit of bump and grind there. Brian made up some positions at the end. Uh, used his tyres up pretty early on and then hung on. So I think what he was fifth or sixth uh, in the end. Uh, but they've lost the lead in the in the Sprint Cup. 
Yeah, and they'll be thinking long term. They honestly, they don't look at this championship. Um, but the fact of the matter is that there are still four races to go after this one, and they still have the overall championship lead. But yeah, as you mentioned, a uh, not great penalty for them and a very uncharacteristic penalty as well. Um, so it was not a great day, but a lot of pressure on that team for this race. They'll just be happy to put it behind them and move forward. A team that was looking like they were underperforming coming into this race, though. I do want to talk about Gradient Racing because Sheena Monk yes. got her one position right off the start. And Gradient Racing, I just kept walking by their pit box, talking to their crew, pointing up. There's only one way to go, and that is up. And for Sheena and Kat to come home, were they in the top five or just outside? That was a phenomenal day from them. And they have Andrews back on the box, John. I think that was a big difference maker as well. Yeah, good to see him back after he had to miss a race for some family reasons. And listen, that car was not on form this weekend. You can't blame Sheena, you can't blame um, uh, Catherine. Um, you probably can't even blame the team. They, they just didn't... Have, you saw it when they were in that 3-4-5 car battle. The car was quick through the twisty pits. Sheena could pedal it very well through the twisty pits. As soon as they got on the straight there, if they were in the lead, they looked, if they were at the front of a, a group, they looked vulnerable. If they were behind, even if they were got a great run off turn seven and they were in the draft, they just didn't seem to be able to make a move down into turn one, which is one of the great overtaking uh, spots here, possibly the great overtaking spot here. A, an uncharacteristic weekend where the car wasn't really there, but the drivers probably outperformed the performance of the car this weekend. For sure they did. And I actually talked to Sheena and Kat this morning and just sort of trying to bump up the morale a little bit because after practice, the, the car was nowhere and neither driver was able to extract, extract any kind of speed from it. So they were both very down in the dumps. But I said to them, look, guys, historically, the accurate, yes, it got pole here several years ago with Trent Hinman and that sort of set the bar, but it doesn't perform well at this Unfortunately, the next track we go to, which is Road America, it doesn't perform well at either. But then we go to VIR, where it is very strong. And it has been strong in other series at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And, oh, by the way, Motul Petit Le Mans is a good one for it as well. So Road Atlanta will be a difference maker. They just need to kind of get through it. And today, that's exactly what they did. Yeah, and, and I have to say, I, I'm, I'm not hitting on the team either and, and giving them a hard time. They did what they could. Um, and their tactics actually you know I had them in there as, as one of my potential picks for the BDO No Strategy Award because they did those two pit stops early on Sheena came in but it wasn't uh, drive time so then she came in again and they, they had a slightly shorter stop that helped them uh, and then Cap moved on so everybody did their part today the car uh, just wasn't performing so I'm not giving them a hard time at all quite the reverse I think they've probably got more points out of today if you'd said to them you're going to be what was it I think sixth or seventh if you said they were going to be sixth yeah. or seventh sixth if you'd said they were going to be sixth uh, this morning I think they'd have snapped your hand off for <laughs> that wouldn't they that's exactly what I was going to say. Your hand would have been gone. They would have taken that so quickly. Um, another <laughs> car that's in that exact same situation, John, massive props to Wright Motorsport. Alan Brynjolfsson was de dead last at the beginning of this race. Sheena got around him. He was flashing the headlights like crazy. Every single lap going down the front street trying to intimidate Sheena. Uh, spoiler alert, did not work. But that car fought back through good strategy, 
great pit stops and just execution of driving. They finished with their first podium of the year and Alan Brynjolfsson's first podium in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Now, he's got a lot from running in the Pilot Challenge, a championship that he and Trent won in a right bolt, bright yellow. Uh, I, was it a Porsche last year or was it an Aston Martin? Aston Martin, I believe it was. But still, they managed to put all the pieces together and today they got their first podium. Again, if you told them starting 19th, we'll give you a third, yeah, they wouldn't have been able to pay all the money in the world to try and get that. No, absolutely. Uh, going back to the Porsches that were popping the latches, the crotch belt uh, has tweeted in, hashtag Michelin R, uh, uh, PRT. He says, uh, I think it's pretty common knowledge the Porsches make an awful lot of downforce. Um, that is one of the reasons that they haven't been able to make the pace this year. Maybe those front latches popped on the front due to less of the downforce and add pace. Tongue in cheek there, but there could be something to do with the airflow. That's That wasn't accident damage. Not three cars had no. little taps in exactly no. the same places. And none of them had had work done on that right front either, shit. No, and to be honest, I walked around and looked inside at each of the cars to see which bolt came off. It was the exact same bolt on all three of them. And it's not like it sheared off and just, well, pure coincidence. I was going to say sheer coincidence, but I'll use different words. Uh, Pure coincidence that it happened on all three of the cars. It wasn't contact. It was just the way that the car was designed. So now Porsche will go back. I'm sure Vysok's already looking into it after the results of today's race, even though we're not even half an hour after the checkered flag, to try and figure out some kind of a fix for it. But yes, I completely agree with the crotch belt on that one. They do produce a lot of downforce. And maybe it was just a little bit too much stress on a bolt that wasn't strong enough to hold it on. So maybe they'll have a new one by the time we get to Road America. Final thoughts from both of us, Shay, because we've got another race to do and we both need to have oh, a yeah. wee bit uh, of today. Don't forget that. Uh, 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 coming up, um, a, a single category here. Uh, we'll have that at VIR as well. I actually quite like these races. Robert Bester says, well done to Aston Martin. Liked this uh, event uh, and the format of the event, very good race. Tactical race, cat and mouse, Jeremy mentioned that word, those words a couple of times, but it was a pretty clean race, and I actually quite enjoyed watching it uh, play out. What about you? Not much action in the pits for you, too, in fairness, with just a couple of pit stops for most people. No, it was a very quiet day as far as the pit lane is concerned, uh, most of it playing out on the track. It it's funny because my, my mom tends to ask me this after every race. Did you enjoy it? And I say, I don't know. I need time to process it. Well, I feel very much the same way about this one because all that comes to mind thinking back through is seeing uh, cars on track zooming by and then some damaged cars, which uh, was a bit strange. So it's very up and down. But, of course, I'm going to remember uh, Ross Gunn running away from me to interview him because he needed to grab a bucket full ice water to pour over Ian James' head when Ian didn't know it was coming. So there are very many good memories from this race as well. Uh, we'll let you get away and uh, get yourself ready for uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge race, which comes up uh, in about 45 minutes from now. Uh, if you can't stay with us for that, you'll be able to uh, watch and listen on the archive uh, on imsaradio.com and on IMSA's official YouTube Uh, which you'll also be able to catch the video of this. Our audio highlights will be up, well, almost immediately because Tim Gray is like that. Uh, Next weekend, Road America for 
the deluxe Porsche Carrera Cup North America and will reconvene for a full IMSA event at Road America in a couple of weeks. Make sure you join us for that. Put them in your calendar. That was our Michelin Post Race Text for Lime Rock Park. See you again soon on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. Bye-bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.